is Explosion Alex Fast and Furious Podcast, and we don't have friends. We have family. We have been each week, each month. Yeah, for the past 12 months. Can't I really know how to put it at this stage because the podcast got absolutely fucked. But we was originally supposed to be watching all the movies in the lead up to Fast and Furious 9. Then COVID happened, and then we released them, and then we did a bonus episode. And you've been listening to some podcasts. Very good. Thank you very much. We're cracking Cronus. We're not really. I mean, figuratively. Ash had one at the premiere. Good for him. Some of us got work tomorrow. So we're not, but we're drinking Pepsis and Coke and whatever the hell else. But the main thing is, we have been, we have seen, we have watched Fast and Furious 9. My name's Dylan Blight. Joining me to discuss the film, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. I'm excited to be here, but you thought about how wild the episodes we've done are. We started recording 499 days ago, <laughs> released 19 episodes. Dylan, you've watched four seasons of Fast and Furious Spy Races. We've covered 10 films about this team taking out planes, trains, tanks. I'm not even mentioning Lost Bandalores, which I haven't even seen yet. We've lived through a crazy pandemic, and now we're here. We're talking about a car with fly talking about a movie with flying cars. How did we survive? Unless we're not normal. We're not normal. Kira March is also here. It's, look, we're definitely not normal here at the Explosion Network, and that's okay. Um, but guys, we've actually seen it. Who would have thought that It's About Family would actually have a season end finally after all this time? We've actually we've actually blown and gone and done it. Just in time to start it all again for Fast and Furious 10. Let's get the podcast going again. <laughs> also, I'm uh, disappointed to hear you guys aren't cracking Corona's like... I yeah. well, I went straight. Oh, look at oh, him! Look at him doing oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah, that's, that's yeah awesome. we haven't had twenty four hours to sit. Yeah, really, like uh, we've come straight from the prep, cinema. Yeah. yeah, and I, mm. I, I wasn't prepared. You, you, you weren't craving Coronas as soon as you finished the film. I kind of was, but all the, the like, bowl shots I need to were get shot. into the barbecue. Also, I was wait, nearly going to stop and get one, but that Corona. You're just drinking that Corona without any lime or anything. That's fucking. I don't. Know. Yeah, did, that's. Yeah. Uh, they don't use lime in the movie. They don't use lime in the movie, but Corona kind of needs lime. But you know. To stick with what's happening. Uh, so, of course, today's movie we're discussing, Fast and Furious They couldn't 9. get a Lime sponsorship, that's why. Probably one. Year release, 2021. Directed by Justin Lin. Written by Daniel Casey, Justin Lin. They did the screenplay. Justin Lin, Alfredo Botello, and Daniel Casey did the story, of course, based on characters by Gary Scott Thompson. The main cast, as big as Avengers Endgame, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Na Natalie Emmanuel, Charlie Theron, John Cena, Finn Cole, Sun Kang, Anna Sawi? Sawai. Do you have a ruling on? Does anyone have a ruling? I think Sawai. Sawai. Helen Mirren, Kurt Russell, Lucas Black, Shad Moss, Don Omar, Shea Wingham, Vinnie Bennett, J.D. Pardon, Michael Brooker, Sienna Dugong, Azia Deanna Hale, Juju Zhang, Carson Kern, Igby Rigby and Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> Synopsis Cypher enlists the help of Jacob, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team. All right, Dom. What's next? No matter how fast you are. To you. No one outruns their past. I am more easy, you trying your best to become me. And mine just caught up to me. Been a long time, Dom. So we're up against a master thief. A 
assassin. High performance driver. Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. Can I say that I went back in the past day since and have watched the trailers that they released. Yeah. And they're like a lot of Mr. X. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Uh, you know? Sure, yep. a lot of the stuff actually happened, but still, yeah, a lot of Mr. X as to what uh, was happening. Primarily, obviously, Cypher, not that big of uh, <laughs> not the no. actual villain. Uh, but yeah, I'll, we'll get into all that. Yeah, for, for a year, I have thought this movie was about what the trailers were saying and what we thought the synopsis was, but uh, they have been lying to us. They've been doing tricky dickies. But that's, John that's Cena did not catch that car. No, that's true. Um, it wasn't even John right. Let's start with, <laughs> you can see him anyway. Uh, let's start <laughs> with you, Ash, because you have seen, uh, you've seen the movie before, me and Kieran. You reviewed it for the website, explosion.com. What are your thoughts on Fast and Furious 9? It's great. But if, you, if you're on board, if you've been listening to this podcast, you are going to love this movie. <laughs> if you're down for the craziness and bizarreness of the Fast and Furious films, as they've been for the last since i want to say five uh you'll love this because it is as crazy as they could possibly have gone justin lennon back in the helm uh pushing the boundaries as far as possible uh i think someone i saw somebody say that the the franchise has been kind of out of control and the way that justin lynn's been able to get it back on control is to go as fast as freaking possible in the direction of craziness and that's what he's done (laughs) it it, they go there (laughs) We all joked about it, but they went there. Um, and it I mentioned in my review that we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of the first film, which is mental and scary that it's <laughs> that old. Uh, but this movie kind of works as like a prequel to Fast and the Furious because we get a chance to delve into Dom's backstory uh, for the first time, uh, actually see the events that kind of set his life in motion. Um, and you know, it is like really emotional at times. I found anyway. Um, you know, and of course we got harm back. Um, I think we didn't get enough justice. Is my take? Uh, my take is we uh, didn't get enough harm. Yeah, I think that that's also a fair. <laughs> I think my take is the, a fair thing. I think the yeah. No, I'll save it for when. Sorry, go on. Go on. But yeah, great film, lots of cool action sequences that are crazy and bizarre. Uh, yeah, I think it's obviously very Dom-focused. Uh, I think uh, the supporting cast doesn't necessarily get the best, a lot of chance to shine or have full arcs throughout the film. They're just so focused on that Do they ever? Dom. To be honest. Do they ever, Why? but yeah, you know. I, I think people will say, I've seen reviews, obviously, in the day since people calling it incredibly dumb and that, but I mean... I don't think so. <laughs> you know, you're either in, you're either ride or die, or you'll just die. <laughs> you're yeah, either ride or die. You know, <laughs> you're either ride. What's your yes. thoughts, Kieran? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, overall, I don't know why. Right, even though the scale of this movie, in terms of like outlandishness, is kind of 
even further with them going to sending the the car to space and everything and, and Roman and uh, Ludacris's character going to space. Um, I feel at the same time, it wasn't as big a scale as Fate of the Furious is in terms of like what they were, like what the story was as a whole, which I think is interesting for me because I feel like maybe because it was more centered around Dom and Jacob, it was a lot more of a kind of, it kind of narrowed the the kind of overall um, view of the movie because I think we had the flashpoint flashbacks throughout it and the flashbacks were very um, kind of would set back towards what Fast and Furious used to be in many ways, not just quite this over the top outlandish shit, but just kind of racing. You know, it's when people even when when people somebody's asked me today about seeing, it, I'm like, dude, Fast and Furious is no longer about cars, not really. Cars are just there. There's just other outlandish shit on top of it um i think magnets work an interesting way in the fast and furious world but i was down for it the entire time (laughs) as soon as as it was i was like sure okay yep let's just accept that um i cried twice in this movie like i had decent tears going two times one time when when uh han was han came back in everybody's reactions to him and dom's reaction i was like man that's hella that's um that hurt and then the ending of the movie got me real good like the ending got me like like with them being like there's one more spot and then the, the skyline coming in yeah. i was like again i want to say the trailers had that the second trailer opens with that shot yes of the skyline coming oh, into the okay. driveway. Right. But you just assumed it wasn't brian because yeah. why would it be brian so yeah, yeah. Because even just that, I can remember, like, sitting there watching it, it was just the descent of, oh my god, there's an empty spot there, that would be Brian's seat. And then he mentions it, and then, yeah, it's just, oh god. Um, I did think that Dom's kid Brian would be in this movie more than he was. He kind of just was, like, there for a minute, and then quickly hurried off screen to <laughs> I, be like... <laughs> I laugh, I just found it so funny that, you know, didn't Dom shows up for the plane, is like, where's little Brian? Did you just leave him in that house? Well, I was it's just like, like my 20 minutes later until my presumption was always, revealed. oh, it's just gone. He's with Brian right now. I was like, yeah, that's the easy kind of write off of this is explains where Brian is and he's with Jack and Brian. But um, I think the pacing's a little weird in this movie in terms of I wish like for me, Han kind of comes in and then after the Han moment, we're going directly into the finish. Like it's kind of directly into the end instead of there being kind of more moments with him back and more kind of character interactions I would have loved to see in this movie. Um, it was really funny that Sean and Bao and Twinkie and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they are Hello. and all are uh, rocket site like rocket making rockets in Germany. I was like, you guys came from 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 Tokyo to being drifters. Like, what is well- this? Let's let's not forget that, as I've pointed out before, <laughs> Earl is super smart. He went to a very smart school. He, he's actually super smart. Like, if you've been listening to this podcast and you didn't skip the first episode, um, I'm fucking mental blanking on the character's name, but he um, went in bed luck tomorrow. He is a super smart. Oh no, I understand. Noel is yeah, super smart, and so is Hart yeah. and stuff. But even just in terms of like Earl. Um, even if you like, <laughs> could you imagine? I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of how he's aged. 
But if somebody <laughs> has never seen Tokyo Drift, never seen any of those movies, and Sean rocks up, and you were to tell somebody that had no idea, hey, Joe, that guy, that guy used to be like the drift king of the entire Tokyo drifting scene at one point in time. <laughs> he just doesn't. Tokyo Drift came out in like 2006. Yeah, but it's nearly yeah. twenty years old. It's twenty years old. It's yeah, exactly. It's nearly twenty years old, but also at the same time, it's in a funky place in time in terms of the real world timeline. It was like seven years ago now. Yeah, like it wasn't that long ago technically by the to- by the kind of how the the movie has been set up. Yeah, but he, he um, looked older yeah. even in his briefing and at number seven. And I'm glad that even with better technology today for the de aging stuff, they're just like. Yeah, fuck it. Like. Oh no, I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think. Um, I don't think him look like his age or anything bothered me. It was more just the character itself. Just it felt. I don't know what. There was almost this kind of dorky disconnect that I'm like, sure, this guy used to be the drift king of Tokyo, and he's mm. just kind of this bit over the top uh, scientist, like engineer now, in terms of it, which I thought was funny. Yeah. It was just different. Um, I really liked that Ramsey got a lot more in this movie. Um, I liked, I enjoyed her throughout this. Um, and then the whole subplot between with Roman, like, you know what? I actually think that is the wackiest storyline of this entire fucking movie. Is just the section where Roman is Roman's lying, the audience, <laughs> where where he is lying in that like broken, desolate building, and there is like fifteen to twenty soldiers all coming in with guns, and it's like. The fuck? And he, I, he's gonna die. <laughs> They're gonna kill him. He's a gonna die. There is no way he lives here. And then I was like, oh no, somebody's gonna come and save him. Like Jacob's gonna be the one that comes and saves him, but like takes him as a prisoner or some shit was like my instant. And then no, he just kind of he survived through it himself. And I was like I mean he got like shot a lot, but very luckily yeah, none of them were pref. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The bulletproof vest doesn't stop the impact, though. <laughs> no, this is Tyrese. He needed to look strong because the rock's not here anymore. They, they, they well, have consistency with gravity because the amount of times that people will land on car bonnets, and as long as it's a car yeah. bonnet and not the ground, it's a it's soft like as a cushion. A, it's a crash pad. The fact yeah. that logic so- <laughs> in this world says if you see somebody falling, nudge a car into their path so that they <laughs> land on the car and they'll be okay. There's consistency to that, though, at least. There you is. Know, like- there is. Is very much so. Um, I thought Dom's attempted sacrifice scene was kind of dumb. Like, he didn't really need to do that. It never seemed like there was the... I don't know, I never felt the urgency or... It was almost like he was just like, I'm just going to sacrifice my now, myself now. And I was like, what? Are we really doing another fake death? And we didn't. It was just a chance for him to... Um, have that the flashback and go through that stuff and then Letty to save him. He fucking he bait he like Batman somebody and he was Bane. Like somebody like one of the fucking yeah. like he totally yeah, the it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh shit. Okay. That's yeah. uh that that that's brutal. so dead. Also Han like straight up just blows someone up in this movie. It's quite violent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> that person <laughs> after sorry, he snipes, sorry. like four the people. Funny, yeah. The funny thing is, so that person, I can't remember his name off the top of I meant to look it up. So that person is the current UFC heavyweight champion of the world. There were some really? weird, odd cameos in this movie. I was in disbelief for the entire section with Nicki Minaj. Like, just that no, entire... It's Cardi, George, B. It's Cardi B. It's Cardi, it's Cardi B. B. I don't know why I said Fuck Nicki Minaj. Sake. I know it's Cardi B. <laughs> Fuck, I'm terrible with names. 
With Cardi B, I was very fucking confused. That was clear my confusion. They always have a new small cameo for some. I know. Uh, I know. It's in every just movie. Very. It was just very kind of. And out of the I blue. think Nicki Minaj has done a cameo in the last one or one before. I swear she's done one already. Possibly. That's probably why I was confused. You know, I thought there was some link to Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah, that's not. No, at no, all not going to be able to save myself from that one. You're just. And then, to and then finally, Dame Helen Mirren is fucking amazing. Like, just her in that driving scene and just her acting with, like, doing the, the like, the shifts and everything. And that whole little scene was just, my heart was wanting to explode. Like, that was, uh, she she's great. And I'm glad that they keep, uh, she keeps wanting to be involved in these movies. Um, because it it's something that's uh, really transformed into something great. Yeah, she, um... It's a, it's a kind of role where you're like, did she get paid or was she just like, can I show up and do a, uh, can I just fuck around for a <laughs> She's like, I want to drive this time. I want to be a driver this time, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. Of course. I mean, it was, it was the, the <laughs> I mean, it was, it was everything I wanted it to be. Of course it was like, let's, um, I don't, yeah, I have some problems with things if I, if I want to like get down to it, but like ultimately, it's exactly what I wanted out of a fa- uh, Fast and Furious movie. It's it's really good watch after how I've said that Fast and Furious Eight is one of my least favorites, least favorite of the the series, of course. Um, so it's a return to form. Um, both it, fittingly, coincidentally enough, the exact two scenes that Kieran talked about where he was t- t- tearing up is the exact two scenes where I also was tearing up. And during those moments, I was thinking. This is so dumb. This is not yes. the movie anyone would believe yes. that you would start crying yes. in. But I'm also like, this is just the solid proof that I'm like, for people who are like, oh man, I like this. Because I scanned some, I scanned the Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes just before, just to read like the headlines, you know, the, whatever you call the, you know, the cutout, like short the, review review. The quote. consensus. Yeah, the consensus type thing. Some people are like, not enough action, too much talking or like, uh, you know all this sort of stuff too much like, y- y'all don't what? get it because like y- you're definitely because a lot of people see to say like this people who don't get the movie say the super fans are the people who just like it for the dumb action but i'm always like no the super fans are the people who actually like these movies for the characters at the this stage opera, yeah yeah at this stage and i've got I said this many times in this podcast at this stage whenever i try to sell the, these movies to people I'm like, it's not, like, the dumb action is really good. Like, it's really good dumb action. They do dumb action really well. But the reason I like this franchise so much is the characters. And when I'm tearing up in scenes, it's because of the characters, not because of the dumb fucking action. And that's why I like these movies so much. The thing that broke me in the hard moment was actually Tej's reaction to seeing him. Like, his kind of own disbelief. I was like, oh, God. Because Tyrese Gibson's best acting. (laughs) I was like, oh, God. What is going on? Um, Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would say to a degree that, yeah, that there's the action scenes in this, maybe it doesn't have like a plane chase sequence or, you know, it doesn't really have that big as memorable moment, but I honestly don't even feel like the movie was trying to, like, I feel like this movie was purposely more focused on a, like the characters and story, maybe more so than having the big But it it feels like they still desired to have the 
the MacGuffin or the big bad thing that they're trying to stop from happening being the biggest well, and baddest something. thing. Well, you got to have something. That's what these movies are. No, but they've got to have something. But then also at the same time, it's like the biggest and baddest thing really they've ever had to deal with. It's like a device that is making them go into space to be able to stop it. So it, it just feels yeah. a little like... It's a MacGuffin. It's yeah. like whatever. <laughs> like... <laughs> They're like, how can we, what can we come up with that both lets us do the take him to space and introduce Dom's brother and all this sort of stuff. So, um, ultimately it is, I, I definitely feel like getting Justin back behind the wheel, if you will, um, is getting this franchise back on track. And, um, I don't think he's officially signed on to do 10 or like, I think he's, just I think still, he is. I thought he is was. He? Yeah. I thought he, he I was already it, nine and 10. A 10 thing is. A tenth film is planned with Lynn set to direct and Morgan to write. Really? Where's that from? That's on Wikipedia, so I yeah, don't, I don't know. know. I don't it know how much Because I'll be surprised if Morgan's coming back at this stage because I think Chris no. Morgan's going to be writing the Hobbs and Shaw sequel, surely. Because uh, um, this 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 one had that Daniel mm. Casey, that first person, that's the first time he's wrote um, a fast script. Or, so, interesting. So, no. yeah. So, yeah. Another one lists the same team doing tenth, so... Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it would make sense, but I wasn't sure if they 100% locked it in because obviously this movie sort of sets it up as uh, um, it's both. It very much is a prequel while being a sequel, as Ash said. It, um, it, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Yeah. It's Godfather 2. <laughs> what? Shot. Shot. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that, but sure. No, <laughs> it's not that good, but it uses the same. I know what you're trying to say, but uh, I mean, it's not, it's not a it's not a dual narrative though. It's like just flashback sequences. <laughs> but um, it is a prequel <laughs> in that it covers not just that it has the flashback scenes, but ultimately the story around Dom and Jacob is mostly around their past and not really what's going on in the the present. What's happening in the present is seemingly just Cypher laying in the weight, ready to, to pull the strings again. And obviously Cypher's going to be the big bad guy number no, 10. No, but you mean the, the what, last one. Cypher's laying in wait to be forgiven and brought into the family and to no. come be invited to the no, barbecue. No, Cypher's not interested in family. Maybe that changes. Jacob wasn't interested in family at the start of this movie. But... I mean, he doesn't have a choice. And Jason he's, Statham he's wasn't pa- interested no. in family. <laughs> Jacob's was super in need of family. Yeah. He was in he need of hug. it, but he didn't want he, it. This whole movie, you can tell he just needs a hug. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. That's my rough. Let's get into, let's get into some more nitty gritty parts of the movie, though. Aside from that, so let's start with the flashback stuff. I, I, I loved how it opened with this old school Universal logo, but I was very annoyed that they then cut to current day of a production studio's logos afterwards and kind of ruined that. I was that annoyed me so, weirdly. Come on. Uh, Get yeah, the like, spirit. Yeah, I was like, come on, like, this, you're not doing that. But yeah, how do we, like, because when it started and I saw the logo with the, the flashback, the old Universal style, I was like, oh, flashback opening the movie. Sure, let's go. Um, that's the way we're going to start it, eh? Uh, how did we feel about that cast? So, or all of those flashback stuff. So, Vinny, Bennett playing um, Dominic, uh, Finn Cole played Jacob and uh, J.D. Pardo played their father, Jack Toretto. Of course, it's, and by the way, Michael Rooker in there as a buddy, the, the buddy. friendly mechanic or <laughs> whatever. Um, as soon as the movie starts, you see that race. It's like, 
if you're a, I don't know, a hardcore, at least you've watched the movies and paid attention to the plot of the first yes. one. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what this race is. You know what day we're on because it's like, what else would they be showing us? So, yeah, but how did uh, how do you feel about that cast and all the flashback scenes and stuff, Ash? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with any of them. I think initially I'm like, oh, he he's a bit... <laughs> Is uh, is a bit more tan than Vin Diesel is, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, he did a great job. Uh, I think that that he um, who's it again? Vinny or yeah, Vinny. Uh, Vinny yeah. Bennett. Vinny, yeah, Bennett. Bennett. Uh, he <laughs> he he feels like a young Dom, and you know, it did. You could definitely see the Dom that we're going to get like in him, especially like the last flashback where he's giving Jacob a hug and like talking about family. It's like, yeah. Yeah. If that's, you deliver the family Dom. line well enough, then yeah, you can, you can play Dominic Toretto. So it's the, the true yeah. test. And then we finally learn, uh, how, um, uh, Dom knows, uh, was it Santos and Leo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who did weren't played by young actors? They they were just playing themselves again. So no, I thought no, Leo was. It's new. It was different. No, I oh, think no, Santo Santo was the same, but Leo was definitely different. Santo was played by somebody. Okay, because I thought I was like because I, I knew one of them. Santo. One of them was the same. same. The main yeah. one that was talking was was the same, but the other one was not. Uh, but yeah, that's funny that they choose to just tie. So let's tie up that loose end of how Dom knew these two dudes. Like <laughs> he just showed up <laughs> in Fast and Furious Four, and they never explained. So yeah. Uh, Kieran, how do you feel about all the flashbacks and the cast and stuff? I really enjoyed the flashbacks. Um, I don't know why, but up until this point, I always just, I don't know why I inferred that Dom was a lot younger when the accident happened. And I don't know, he's just, that's how... It threw me off when they put the year up. I'm like, doing the mental maths. Yeah, like, because I was just like... Scott, he looks like he's like 18. He looks 18, That means he's definitely 50 in this movie now. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause that's the thing that's just I don't know. It was just the thing for me when, when Dom, the first time Dom talks about um, the accident, he talks about how uh, he remembered that he could hear his dad screaming, but then he got told afterwards that it was him screaming. And I don't know why that kind of line just made me just think he was a bunch younger when it happened. And then there was a decent amount of time between the incident and him um, beating second the dude, the, the yeah whacking the dude with the wrench and everything. Um, for a split second, I thought there was going to be a plot line where it was actually Jacob that had whacked and the dude, and Dom took Dom the took fall. The fall. Yeah. I was yeah, waiting I for that, that, that to happen. They were well, yeah. setting it up. Yeah. yeah, they alluded to it definitely. Um, I thought I was weird. I wasn't sold on um Vinny, Vinny's portrayal of Dom until the race against Jacob, because he had. Like just his whole that race and just his portrayal of reminded Dom me of the, the first race versus yes. Brian and yeah, the first movie. Definitely, it reminded me of that kind of him having those mannerisms and him being that Dom. So, like, it was at that point I was like, well, that Dom isn't that far off the Dom that we meet in the first Fast and Furious movie. Like, really, that that there is. is how Dom establishes himself as the king of um, the LA kind of racing scene. It's implied that the 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 girl 
is like young lady, I think. Yes, there's young the, lady in, in the in the cast. There's young everyone there, and you can tell who they're they're supposed yes. to be because they very much dress them like they dress in the first movie. So you've got young lady, young L, young Vince. Oh no, not sorry, young young lady, young Vince, young Jesse. Um, there you can tell Jesse is because it's the kid wearing like the jacket and the beanies, like standing there, like a little like and like um <laughs> Vinny Vinny's wearing like the skin tight shirt and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was. Definitely. So that was nice to give us context for that kind of stuff with it. Um, but overall, I think it's it was a really nice touch to have a flashback. What now that we are so we're fucking what like nine movies in, and we're going all the way back to something that was mainly spoken about in the first movie. Um, and I think it's a real good way to involve Jacob in the family again without the obvious why the fuck has nobody mentioned Jacob all this time. It's just because there's a decent explanation for this and everything. Because everyone, because the narrative was that he was the cause of the father's death, so we shall not speak his name anymore. He was vetoed um, yeah. from from the family. Yeah, I I really enjoyed all the flashbacks. I, I I at first was you know all the the older actors, Vinny and everyone else was like there's something off. But then after a couple of minutes, I was like, oh, this is working for me. But that you know that first like moment where he's like dom i'm like dom yeah it looked like dom to me you know like <laughs> but yeah after a while they that, couldn't do the irishman thing yeah i was like come on that um, we we joked about again i went back and listened to the first episode we? of talking about the trailers we joked we said oh is it going to be trailer uh, flashbacks I said yeah why do we think there was going to be flashbacks what was the i don't know because obviously the dom because dom Jacob and Jacob story, story. Oh. how else do you tell that yeah. without flashbacks really yeah. so so right on the money as always we are we are gods at knowing what's going to happen in movies yeah so yeah i enjoyed all the flashback stuff i think i i i think falling on a crux of having to rely on flashbacks to tell stories is off is sometimes can be like a point of like bad writing but i think the way they do it in this movie uh works well to complement the story they're trying to tell anyway so um yeah i i think it's fine and then that race scene as kieran said was quite good just like the way they played way he played dom and all that i thought was like pitch perfect dom fast furious one tibera dom and as for the age thing i've always assumed that it's pretty much they play to vin diesel's real age is so like i, I mean, quickly looked in so. yeah i was about to say i clicked i quickly checked his age then 53 so him being like roughly 50 in this movie that's how i've always assumed they run these movies it's like roughly how old is vin diesel that's how old his character is and that's how they track the movies because this movie is like assumably five years after eight or something like that because of course i don't know how old that kid's supposed to be somewhere between like five ish eight somewhere between there i don't know five to eight ish definitely not eight i wouldn't say eight i'd gap. say like no like but i'm saying somewhere in between like yeah, somewhere, know, somewhere like it's fairly young but yeah. yeah so it's like that's the that kid is the barometer for how long it's been between the the, the eighth and ninth movie um so also bit of trivia mm. uh the when they do uh the flashback the vision quest mm. <laughs> of even younger dom uh with uh working on the car with their dad yeah. that's vince's vin diesel's son playing dom oh real son oh that's cool. yeah it's all about family you know it's, it is all about family Got it's all about nepotism wow come on now <laughs> <laughs> come on um so then the the main other thing, uh, just at the start of the movie before we get to the main plot point, 
is they do do a little bit of this. It's like almost retreading Fast and Furious Seven's plot with Dom, um, with Brian and Mia, but they don't spend too much on it. I personally don't mind that that doesn't become a big through line for the movie. Unlike it was a free line for Brian and Mia in Fast and Furious Seven, like they were constantly sort of talking about it. Like, like they they go over it at the start, but I yeah, I, I didn't feel like they needed to spend more on that because it was it felt like an unsaid thing where there's that point, the halfway point in the movie after Le, uh, Letty saves Dom and they're just he's like, oh, this is our life or whatever. It's like yeah, I, I think at that stage they just agree that maybe they shouldn't be living out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere trying to live this like silly little life and then by the end of the movie the fact that they're rebuilding the house and you know everything like that to me that mm. says like maybe they're not back in a life of crime but they're not also not trying to uh live this wood life weird you know away from everybody thing like they're back in reality where people can come visit them they can have the barbecues that yeah. you know it's like it's all that sort of thing so that that was sort of the free line for that plot line um you said in your review, Ash, that you thought it was like a missed opportunity, though. Or I think they could they well they just bring it up and then just kind of. Well, drop I feel it, like Letty you know. Letty shuts that shit. Letty down. has the yeah. Letty Letty has that conversation with Mia, which is that's the first conversation they've had on in the series, right? Just the two of them, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, just Possibly, the two of them. Yeah. yeah, but I think Letty shuts that shit down. Whereas Brian and Mia were both kind of open to that idea, but both conflicted. Where Dom wants is saying he wants it, and Letty's instantly like, "Nah, bruh, that's not us. We can't do that." Which I think instantly separates them from that storyline being the same as Mia and Brian. Hmm. Um. So there's there's so many like random plot threads in this that I don't know. Yeah. So I I want to bring up something before I forget that I just remembered. I like, I hate to go plot hole, but I'm like, did I miss something? Is Mister Nobody dead? Like, what's the I think they left it open. <laughs> like, you know, we they, never, it's never confirmed. But we never actually find you out. You would what assume, happened. but he could show up next movie. Yeah, I know. But that was like one thing where I was like, no one's. I mean, they had Kurt Russell in the movie. So. They did. Even though, you know come- what? I will say, Han's explanation of why Han survived was shit. Well, you, you, want, just, you want to go there next? If that's if you that's want to start, if, start, if, if we, right. we segue, I was asking about Mister Nobody. You're like, oh, hard shit. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I think nobody in Hunt because I don't think that I think nobody is Mister Nobody, and you know he can just come back alive at whatever point he wants to, and they could reuse him and be like, haha, he never actually died. I don't think anybody cares that much about Mister Nobody. He's kind of just a plot device at this point. Unless either of you wrong, because if you watch Fast and Furious spy races like I have been, you would know that the Nobody organization is actually an important organization to the world. And I mean, <laughs> when you really look at it, the Nobody organization is the most important thing. He's got connections to everybody. <laughs> he he hired he hired Giselle. Uh-huh. Jacob was working for him for yep. how many? How who knows like yep. how long? Exactly. <laughs> got him. But um, now he's dead. No, Probably not. No. All right, so let, let's see, Han, because I feel I was, I was like, how long can we put this off? You're holding out. Let's see. I was, I was like, yeah, I was, all right, you're waiting it out. Make was, the listeners listen. No, I, was, I, was, I was trying to get to the, I was trying to get to things I might forget. Get to that once point we, of the story. Yeah, well, I was trying to like make sure we didn't do stuff like before I forget before I open the Han. But let's yeah, let's let's dive into Han. So, firstly, before going into the how does he survive thing, I do want to say that 
before I forget on this also, I think the Mia, Letty, Tokyo stuff, um, war, it, and their fight scene, their hand-to-hand fight scene, is actually better <laughs> hand-to-hand fight scenes than most uh, big-budget Hollywood fight scene movies with uh, male actors. I thought they actually it's... did quite a lot. <laughs> it was quite shot well. They did quite a good job. I just want to say, like, before... I'm going to skip past that scene because I thought it's that was generally quite a good better film. than the aeroplane fight scene from Five. Yeah, Like, I it's mean, much better than that fight scene as a whole. Like, I think I really it's really good. It. Yeah. I really enjoyed that moment then with the way they reveal Han, even though we'd seen it in the trailer. I still think it, it works. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then, bef- again, before we get to the whole death thing, I do want to... How his connection ties into Mr. Nobody and how he ends up having... Uh, finding L and all this sort of stuff. Because now I'm like, okay, so during the events of Tokyo Drift... <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, yes, like, okay, yes. I'm like, so during the events of Tokyo Drift, at some point, either prior to that movie or during that movie, Mr. Nobody came to Han, was like, hey, can you do this thing? He was like, sure, I'll do it. Then he met L, and then he was protecting this little girl, even while he was helping do... Uh, Yakuza crime work, and then also training up Shaw, uh, Boswell, I and feel then like also feel, dying, yeah. but not dying because holograms no. or something. No, <laughs> I feel like he, I feel like the only explanation is that stuff happened prior to the events of Tokyo Drift. I mean, it, even if it did, the point, like, even in the, that means still, still during the events of Tokyo DK. Drift. Yeah, he's in Tokyo Drift. He still has L somewhere. And he's going home at night after working for the Yakuza and saying, hey, little girl, he, do you want to pop top? Taking <laughs> home these random chicks all the time. Mm-hmm. Trying he, to fill this void that just <laughs> left. Mm-hmm. It, it, look, let's, let's just, look, as a whole, Tokyo Drift is a movie that is... It's techni- valuable. It's canon, but at the same time, it isn't canon. They, they, no, they, it's very canon. No, it's very canon, but at the same They're time... They're just constantly I feel having like, to rework stuff. <laughs> I feel like the writers kind of want people to forget, though, about the the details of Tokyo Drift. Like Han's yeah. whole character in that movie. <laughs> can, can, can I bring up something not quite exactly related? Was the postcard something we knew about before? No. no well, it was... Obviously, it was... I presumed it's the only reason that Dom ended up in Tokyo... After Han's death, because he apparently got no, it. No, because Sean called him, right? No. Sean nope. called Dom. That's... Nope. Because Do- Sean didn't know who Dom was until they pulled up Dom... that race. No. If you remember Fast and Furious 7, a package arrives, a big box, at their house. Dom then goes, looks down oh, and right, says, who's this the... package Sorry. from? As Mia's leaving the house with Brian, and then a phone rings, he answers it, it's Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw, says, you don't know me, Dom, but you're about to. And then, boom, shit blows up, left, right. And then, because of that, they hear about Han dying. So then Dom goes to Japan to uh, say his condolences, I don't know, to look into what happened. And that's when he meets Sean, Sean. Sean for the first time. Yes. So there's no postcard, there's nothing. Like, he simply goes because he knows Han but died. apparently, to find according out to this movie, he received that postcard on the day that Han died. Mm-hmm. is the line so yep it was in the mailbox apparently they were you know after the Whatever. explosion they were still and short. he chose to look at that when he saw the cross that was jacobs well it was the same it was the family cross 
guess. It was the just like the cross that was used by the Toretti's. Like Um That that yeah, it's um Look, okay, let me let, let me say this. <laughs> I knew, however, they explained Han being alive was gonna be messy, and I went into this movie accepting that. And the fact that they just kind of go, Mr. Nobody Tech, it's pretty cool. Do we need to explain it? No. It I think it's better that they don't they explain been, it. You know, I wish they had. Like there'd just be more than no, the they, flicker of him being there and then not being there anymore was like it, it's it's like it reminded me of uh season at the end of season two of Sherlock, they have the the Ryan Buck fall. Wait, yeah, Sherlock and they never explain how he lives. Yeah. The next season he comes back, they have some sort of explanation. The guy he tells it to doesn't believe him and thinks it's the most basic. It's well, like anything. No, the fans wouldn't have been happy with any answer. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. So just go with the easiest one. I mean, Mr. Uh, Nobody puts on his glasses. He hashtag it buttons. wasn't an accident. Hashtag it was a trap. Did yeah. did nobody know that Deckard Shaw was coming for Han? Or Mr. Nobody did. did. Mr. Nobody did. So, okay, they'd already planned. So, Mr. No. So, yeah, reading between the lines, Mr. Nobody, as the the biggest spy organization in the world, who knows about every organization and every rogue person or whatever, <laughs> he finds out that Deckard Shaw is going after uh, the Toretto family tree. And the first person he's trying to track down is Han. So then Mr. Nobody goes to Tokyo, says he's going to try and kill you. He obviously knows that Shaw's in Tokyo at that point. So he sets up this whole system where he somehow, I I don't know. It's I presume (laughs) it's some fucking hologram or something because he puts on his glasses and like presses a button. It's like clicking it off or something because the thing just disappears out of the car. I don't know. Personally, I don't really have a problem with it. Again, it's silly. It's stupid. I don't know how else they could have explained it. The means it. justified the ends. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't care. They, Look, honestly, Han's Justin back. Lin was just like, Justin Lin came in to this movie and I, I look, I complained so much about how they did him dirty because of Shaw and that character that I was, I, as someone who was angry about that, was willing to take whatever stupid reason they could to to fix that and this is what i got and i'm happy with it I so so the thing is right han no longer requires justice right wrong han no longer requires justice we'll get to it (laughs) yeah yeah so as to the was there not enough han there wasn't enough justice all that sort of stuff i think if as much as han you know favorite character love love han I think if they tried to force Han earlier into this movie or given him more time, it would have really felt like Lin was playing favoritism with characters and trying to bring him back too early. I think the movie goes about its own business, being its its own movie, telling this own story where the focus is on the Toretto family tree and the way they bring Han in, which isn't until over halfway through the movie, the way they bring him in and the way they give him time to briefly explain how it happened. I don't think that story ever stays as welcome. I don't think he's brought in earlier than he needed to be. I don't think he gets more action scenes than he needs. I think they just, like, I would, I want more Han, but I also feel like they did a good job at not, like, being, like, getting too favoritism with bringing him back and whatever else, you know? So, yeah. Because if if they if they rushed missed him, him, so we wanted more. Yeah, I, I, I know. Wanted, but I'm, uh, I yeah. wanted, they did him dirty on the poster. I'm going to say just, it again. I just wanted him. Why is he the smallest one? I just wanted him to have more interaction with everybody before going into the final 
scenes. Like even just, I just to see, to see him eating just, more. just to see even just to- <laughs> even just to see him interacting with I can't remember his name, but like his pseudo daughter. Like just to see build up that a L. little bit, L. just with L a bit more. Like just to have I don't know. Like it was just here's the problem. Everything you're saying, I would like to. The movie is already two and a half hours. But it didn't feel like two this, and a half hours. We're gonna. Was, this problem is going to be solved later. Don't worry about it. The Lin cut? <laughs> no. No. Well, when we come to the future of the franchise, we'll talk about it. Okay, I was about to say, because we, we do have another movie and whatever else and potential spin-offs, I guess. But yeah, as for this, I, I understand and I agree with what everyone's saying. Uh, and I would like Mohan and everything. But again, it's two and a half hours. And I feel like if they tried to force more of these scenes in then potentially it would have felt like, oh, maybe like as good as that was for us Han fans, it really makes that Look, the, just, the movie like sort of yeah, slow down yeah. and yeah, like... The, the solution would just been just not do Hobbs and Shaw and just made this a two-part movie, you know? I mean, yeah, I would have preferred <laughs> that. Or not do Fast and Furious <laughs> 8 and just have had not had a kind of bump in the road movie. So I don't know. Um... Um, who who else? So let's talk. Yeah, let's, so I just want to touch on I because I don't think I say anything. I actually really enjoyed when they go there. Where is it? Germany, where the the Tokyo boys are. If that's mm-hmm. what I want to call yeah, them. Germany, yes, Germany. 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 Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed seeing them all. I enjoyed all the back and forth. I thought it was fun. I don't feel like it's a break in character for Sean. I feel like Sean was always just a rev head. He was someone who liked fast cars and a good time. And he wasn't like someone obsessed with drifting. He, he got, you know, that movie's about him going to Tokyo and then be like just this absolute hothead who's just like, I like cars, I like going fast. And he can't drift for shit and he has to learn how to do it. So to think nearly 20 years after the events of that movie or like 10 it's years It's not after 20 it, years. It is not 20 years. Well, it's somewhere, it's over the, 10 years no, later. In the timeline of this movie, of the Fast and Furious series, it is it's not. It's like eight years later. It's like eight years. It's, it's not 20. Say, it's that's what I'm saying. It's close to ten. So, yeah, and ten's close to twenty. Ten's no. Mm, I'm, I'll, yeah. My point is I'll, to think that the, uh, ten years, are roughly eight to ten years, whatever you want to say it is, that after Tokyo Drift, that these characters either, either got sick of living there or just decided we're going to try and make a super fast fucking rocket car. I don't think that's really a break in character. I think I just like, don't know how they. <laughs> like, I just don't. Well, I don't know how they got there either, but we're how not, did, like was was Twinkie loaded? No, is that the thing? Or no, he, he's Twinkie. No. Apparently, he just somehow, connections. Yeah, Twinkie connections. had somehow he hustles, you know. Somehow he had monetized what they were doing, but like the thing was, how the fuck did they get that jet at the end? Like. They're next to an airport base. Yeah, but just because you're next to an airport base doesn't mean you can just borrow the keys for a giant fucking jet. Who said they borrowed anything? Then how did they get? Then how did they get the jet? I don't know. I don't care. I'm asking Ashley because Ashley. This they're thieves. What is it? (laughs) Stole it. (laughs) So much crime happening in this film. Traded no, Dom Ni- doesn't tra- do that. Traded anymore. some Nikes. Twinkie traded some Nikes for him. I don't know. There was a lot of uh, vehicular damage done. Vehicular warfare. A lot know? of, uh, <laughs> lot of property damage done. It's film, just real lucky that the magnets in that universe are slightly delayed with when they start pulling objects. You know. Hmm. Mm, I don't think that was the major issue. You know, <laughs> they were pulling them. I mean, uh, you assume the car was going fast enough that they were, you know. So the momentum pushed them to the thing behind, but yeah, we'll get to magnets. <laughs> um, 
one thing I was going to say before we get to magnets on the Cardi B thing. I loved how for a small character and little cameo, they still exchange enough lines back and forth so that you as an audience member who cares can go, how did Dom meet this person? Because they briefly go, they briefly more or less explain that he met her uh, in the events between four and five. Like, uh, no, the two and two and two and four. Right? So when he's stealing gas in the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Yes. They briefly, in exchange of lines, just in case you're a fan of who goes, how does he know this girl? They're like, oh, if you didn't save me in that wherever thing, it's like, okay, so he met her in the Domin- Dominican. Why is she here? I don't know. But like, uh, I She just, was in Los Bandolores. Yes. I think. Um, she wasn't in Los Bandolores, but uh, that's roughly where I guess she fits into the time. Yeah, she would Cardi be in B is in the background. Story. We can edit her in and later cut. And then the other thing I was going to say that I nearly forgot about. Um, yeah, I have to come back to, to it. I have to thing. come back to it before we move on. Before I forget, which is that in the flashback sequence and how they go about telling the story of um, Dom fighting, like hitting what's his face up a racer with the wrench. To me, when they did that whole scene, it just reminded me of like a hard shot first type scenario because they make sure the other dude swings like punches first. him. Yep. Yeah. As soon yep. as the other dude punched him first, I was like, oh, this is a hard shot first scenario where they're like, but Dom's not the real bad guy because he didn't take the first swing. You know, like. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of so I don't know if that was done on purpose but I mean there's a lot of Star Wars references in here so um, there's a yeah, lot of Star Wars out. there yeah. is an entire scene of Star and Wars Skywalker it was like boys okay there's just sure Star Wars no I'm more of a Han Solo type another spot we'll say we'll say <laughs> um, I will say they did misdirect me with what she was going to call him because I was going to be like oh he's the emperor but he's built an empire but no when she was like no. Yoda, because you've got a hand stuffed up your ass. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. He he was a very that character was what was his name? Ozzy or something? Is that character? Otto. Otto, that was it. Man, we're going all over the place. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Fuck Otto. <laughs> just just this that character was very kind of. We need a reason for Jacob we need to have money. <laughs> all of this like extra technology. We need to explain this somehow. Here we go. He's a random diplomat son that has a heap of money. Let's get back on track. Of, let's race. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Um, let's go. Yeah, no, let's just go to magnets, I suppose, because that's a uh, <laughs> big thing. So Why do the magnets not affect the car <laughs> they're doing? <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I'm going I'm to put this out here straight away. Much like the infinite runway of Fast and Furious. Just disregard. <laughs> Just disregard the, everything. The magnets make absolutely no, no fucking sense. <laughs> I don't know if I care. That's about no. my... No, because they caught the car across a shop. Yeah, they use them. Here's the, here's the thing, I think, to using dumb mechanics or ideas in action movies that other movies fail with. They have dumb ideas and stuff, but they don't go all out there enough to make you be like, you know what? That's dumb, but fuck you did some cool shit with it, so I don't care. (laughs) And that's what this movie does. Like, it doesn't just go, oh, we can pull shit from shop windows. It does that first, you know, like, because I remember there was a point where whoever it was, I don't know if it was like Lady or, I can't remember. Someone's driving the car along 
they'd activate the pull magnets thing and they're like pulling all these uh, bikes and stuff in front of a car to get it to that, flip over. But they're I also guess. driving yeah. past another, they're driving past cars parked on the side of the road. And at this point, because the movie doesn't deem it necessary, the magnets is not pulling those cards <laughs> forward. But later <laughs> when they need it to pull those cards, the magnets pull those cards. And that, that was guess, the one moment where I, I was like... You, <laughs> you presume that they have full control over how strong or weak the... Um, they do, but they but, turned but it all the way they, up. They also, maybe they have a left and right switch. Maybe, uh. No, because the left and right switch was reversing the polar polarity of the yeah. magnet. No, like another one. No. Make it on the no. right-hand side and then no. the left-hand side. Look, no. I, this movie, there's no, way, there's no way to talk it out of it. Turn the left one this, on, the left look, one off. Look, no. it's only this, like the scene with Ramsey driving the, the lorry in Scotland. It's, it's a lorry, by the way, everybody, just so you use the right terminology. It's, it's a truck. Was it Scotland? No, it's a, it's in Scotland. Edinburgh. It was Scotland. Edinburgh. Scotland. When she's driving the lorry and the, the the magnets are on and it's only pulling like bikes and people's phones out of their hands and stuff. And then the next minute she turns it on and it pulls a fucking car through a building. Yeah. From she the said other, it's a nine. One car from the other side of the road <laughs> that was driving. None of the other cars that were parked. Building. Just nothing, the one car that they wanted. Nothing from nothing from in the <laughs> building. Nothing at all. It was just that. Hey, you that car there? It was like the magnets. It was like a lock-on system. <laughs> the yeah. magic. The magnets became a tractor beam, and it was just like yoink. And again, I'm pretty sure that would have killed John Cena. Yeah. Again, I just want to say, no, he's in a car. Cars are, cars are soft in this, these movies. So, um, I just want to say. But it would have squished the car against the magnet. No. And you Again, know what? People only die when they're being careful, you know? Rules to live by. In, this, in these movies, <laughs> the, the, there's lots of this stuff that I just think that they do well that you don't care about. And there was that moment, as I'm saying, where, where it felt like they just had a targeting system. And I was like, this is dumb. Like, there was one moment, it was one of those moments where I saw it taken out of the movie. I'm like, I don't know about these magnets. This is dumb. And then by the time you get to the point where they whip a magnet car into someone and send them flying through the air, I was like, that was what? the magnets are fucking cool, man. That was so fucking cool that I was like, I don't even care at this point. This yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah, and that's the difference between this franchise and others because others would have just left me for the entire movie going, these magnets weren't worth the 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 dumb shit like it doesn't there's no payoff to this shit but that one moment nah I'm all aboard now now that when I rewatch it I'm not going to think about how dumb the magnets are because I'm going to be like it's all worth it for that dude just getting fucking obliterated by that car <laughs> like uh, yeah so that's the magnets I feel like that is going to be because obviously That'll be the, the talking not, point of yeah the, the movie's not out in America yet so it's like a very quiet movie it's like this you know like it's just coming out in Australia or, and it's um, as it starts getting released in other countries, especially in the lead up to America, like I can't wait to hear people be like, I watched, I watched Fast and Furious, the magnets is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, I bet you there's going to be so much of that. And you know what? They're not wrong. It's very dumb. But again, they're just not appreciating that dude getting obliterated by the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're really not. They're really not. That, and then using the magnets to flip a giant centipede. Yeah, that was cool, actually. So, I mean. oh, so and then also that truck then also being the, strong the enough. sports cars being able to break hard enough mm -hmm. to help to make it. it to flip yeah. it but with the magnet flip it also no, the magnet's after helping, so. after yeah. it sets all that though it's also strong enough that one single explosion of some kind of grenade or something that was the is best enough part. To, <laughs> is enough to trigger it to flip back over the right way like, <laughs> like 
Dom literally pressed like L2, like hovered that grenade, found the perfect spot, like used fucking Fallout 3 VAT system, said 100% chances will flip the fucking car, and like, whoop! <laughs> it's just, and then he, not only does he weaponize the truck itself to launch it at, into a plane, but also they don't even try, you know what, you would, in the older movies, which they've done before, they would try and do a fake out with Dom's death of being like, He's flung it. He's jumped out. He's in the truck. He's he's you know he's uh jumped off and they look like for a moment you think oh no he's fallen to his death and then no he's like hanging off the side of some shit. In this one, no, it's just perfect like superhero no. three point landing onto That's the it. concrete directly off it. Explosions going off behind. Well, they him. do kind of do a fake out, but not for the character that you think it's a fake out for. Yes, that's fair. Yes, that's fair. you think Cipher dies in that plane, and then she's no, black panthered it. She black panthered the shit out of it. Although there was another fake out earlier in the film for Roman. There's lots of fake outs. That was so good. That was so funny. That was very funny. I thought that was great, actually. Um, I would say, like, oh, characters don't get much uh, story in this. Look, Roman's never had much story in these movies, but he gets a a few cool scenes. He gets a lot of screen time in these movies. I feel like they were like, look, we're not going to give you a character story because, like, we're not, there's two movies left. You don't really have a story. And Tyrus was like, look, I know, I'm Roman. It's fine. We're going to have a few more scenes. Can I have like a badass scene? And Justin Lin's like, you're going to yeah, shoot like 13 dudes and somehow survive. And he's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're somehow and survive does it in the, 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 the car falling in the most scared way possible. And yeah. then also, your super safe vehicle that we keep memeing about you bringing the wrong vehicle to these kind of things is mm. going to get stuck vertically between two cliff mm-hmm. faces right above a single mine. <laughs> And you're somehow going to survive that as well. As a I love the him. idea of Justin Lin telling uh, Tyrese all these cool, trying to pitch these all these cool ideas. That's how, that's how I pitch the him reality him. is. It's like he's just scraping through by the band. Also, you're gonna you're gonna just escape a landmine. It's gonna be awesome. It's like also, um, we're, Tyrese, we're going to double down in the script on things referencing that one time you said we hungry. Because yeah. Tyrese was even, I'm hungry. He got he got his no, point in. He got his line. You know what I'm saying? Like he got his his much his his, even his just line. That's his line. His moment of there being no gravity and just all the candy wrappers just like floating up into the air. All right, let's go there. All right, since you said it, <laughs> let's just for, get for movies for for time for I don't even know for how many years at this point. Maybe ever since like six or five, it felt like. People in the general consensus of the world and the internet or what have you have been making jokes every time they a new trailer would come out for a Fast and Furious movie and you'll see some of the ridiculous stuff they're doing it like jumping building like jumping between buildings and whatever else. What are they gonna do? Go to space next? What are they gonna do? Go to space next? And yes. even when they had that teaser in the trailer of them like in the rocket car, I was like, maybe it's just gonna go to like the outer rim of the planet. Like they won't they're not actually gonna go to space. Like I was still like I wasn't ready to accept it until I saw it with my own two eyes in this movie. And by God, they legit go to fucking space. <laughs> and there's those shots where they just have that car floating through space and my mind is both saying this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life and by god it's cool like you know like it's just it is so dumb full-on like freezing up because obviously they're out in space like i'm watching bill and ted like what am i watching right now like so yeah so how do we manage to put thrusters on that car yeah and i like when when roman's like he's like can you do you know how to use a thrusters get over there and roman like grabs the steering wheel it's like 
I drive. I'm like, dude, you're in space. (laughs) 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 No, the thing is, right. You know what the key was? The key thing was to their like rocket propelledness. And I think it's the problem. I think it's the honest problem with everything SpaceX is doing, everything NASA has been doing, any other, no, not enough astronomical like projects at the moment are using NOS. Like, I feel like... I, need- yeah, that's another point. I love how they've still got NOS in. <laughs> I feel like they need to be using more NOS. <laughs> Here's the thing. You cannot watch a scene like that, because I, I think a lot of people who criticise these movies think that they aren't aware of how silly they are. You cannot tell me that they don't have a scene where people in a car in space use NOS to blast themselves <laughs> through a satellite. Their car isn't damaged at all. They not destroy single- the satellite. Not a single scratch. Their car survives because they use NOS. NOS is magic power. It's a magic power. It's a magical being of the Fast and Furious universe. It does everything. can solve all problems. And people still will go, man, th- these movies are dumb. Like, the, the people making them aren't realizing that you try and tell me that when they're writing that scene they're like fuck this is dumb but so good like and it is <laughs> like that's the it thing like, <laughs> it's so good but i it's don't so know good. about your audiences but every single time they would cut back to tej and roman in space there was like a, a giggle run through the crowd. yeah I, I had a lot of giggles up in the anticipation back from yeah i had that People... in um for when people were like through the the um tyree scenes of all of those kind of moments where he probably should have died and just people kind of slowly cottoning on in our audience that they're just trying to fake out his death as much as possible for this storyline and people more and more just laughing about it like i think people would after he stepped out from behind the truck that was supposedly crushed him i think nobody was surprised i think there was just laughter afterwards (laughs) where people were just like what the fuck is going on like Part of me, I reckon, part of me was waiting for them to go full fucking Looney Tunes and for him to step out the back of the truck by like <laughs> opening the back door and stepping out because the truck has something somehow like perfectly fallen on him in a hole that was in the truck and he's just able to like, I was like, his, the fuck is this? His whole storyline about like, we can't die or we can't be hurt or whatever. It's almost too on the nose of them having fun with the audience that make fun of these characters, just like surviving the most ridiculous shit. Cause they're calling it out in, in the movie now. And like, it does reach a degree of like, you're almost reaching like Deadpool, like talking to the audience type. Like, Self-relevance. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I think it's quite funny. Yeah. Look, that's probably one of the benefits of Han not coming into the story earlier because if Han was around for while they were having that conversation, you'd probably like hear his heart break the other side of the room <laughs> and then like him run off crying because of Giselle, the only person yeah. that's like properly, properly died in these movies. Um, all right, let's go. So let's go Jacob a bit because we haven't really talked about how that whole story plays out and wraps up towards the, end, the at the end of the movie, of course. So Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong. So Jacob Lee uh, uh, does what his dad says causes the death of his father he doesn't tell dom because he made a promise never to tell dom that his father made him tell because dom is at that point in his life the as the other dude calls him the golden child like he always wants to do good and that's like that's the dom thing so then when he loses the race he leaves somehow ends up making his way into working for like spy organizations and all sorts of shit um i thought well, he goes lives with buddy for a while he lives with buddy for a year that was only for one year yeah, and then leaves. Then he go. He works for Mister Nobody, and he goes rogue yes. at some point. Um, so it's actually because of 
um, Jacob that Mr. Nobody is aware of the Toretto and um, all that sort of stuff so that leads him to that. I don't... The one thing I struggled with and one one of my negatives for the movie is I don't really get why. <laughs> you know? Like, that's my that's the thing. Like, as for Jacob being a hurt child and, like, like going out into the world and trying to do as good as Dom and, like, having sort of, like, that little brother trying to live up to the older brother thing. Like, I get that narrative and, like, what they're playing with there. Mm. But as for the why did he turn rogue? Why is he working with the rich prick to get this device? Why does he want to, like, reset the world? Like, I don't... Why is it suddenly when that dude turns on him, then by the end of the movie he's, like, shrug, like... Because if he was a true villain, it would be like, ah, uh, ha ha I still want to destroy the world. But it's just like, eh, like shrug, that didn't work. Like, I, well, that was I the think, one thing. I, I don't feel like he's, he's, like, what he wanted or, like, why and all that sort of stuff, like, didn't really work for me. I think yeah. his, Jacob's dynamic with Otto is the kind of the problem in this situation. Because if it was a traditional dynamic where Jacob was working for... Otto he was just the muscle movie. or whatever. If he was yeah. just the muscle in that, which his character very easily could have fit into that Which is role, what I thought he was at first yes, until they were like, we're is, partners. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think that would then explain away a lot of the problems. Like it would just be the- It would, yes. Because it would be yes, like, oh, he's just looking for never, that payday or whatever. Yeah. I was looking for that payday or it was never, you know, I was just allured by what this guy was telling me. But because they're partners and Jacob- very much is written as the leader of it in many ways Basically, like yeah. like he is like number one like he, he, the the Otto isn't the one giving him orders they're partners but Jacob yeah. is the face of the organization everything because of that and it, that because they make it feel like everything is Jacob's plan it is very confusing when he turns good because Otto tried to betray him and then he just kind of I don't know. It's almost like he wasn't his plan at all. From like it was just, it's just very confusing. Um, like I'm glad they didn't instantly go, "Hey, come to the barbecue at the end of the movie and welcome back to the family." They did the, and it was a nice throwback for Dom all the way back to Fast and Furious One again, where a somebody once gave me a 10 second car as a yeah. um, opportunity for myself. Mm. I'm going to do the same thing for you, and I think. Except this one's got giant fucking magnets in the back of it and it's way cooler than that 10 second car. So just, just be careful with that knob in the middle because you might break something. Um, but no, it, it's a it's a very... Um, it's a weird position for Jacob as a character because it's not like he can be redeemed instantly into being a good guy. And it's a weird... Like, it's not almost like Deku I Shaw. think he is, though, because he never... They made sure in this movie to never actually have him do anything... Uh, that he couldn't Terrible. come back from. Like, he never kills anyone. They never but, like, but, oh, he was in charge of this evil thing that happened in your past that we're going to have to spend 10 movies to unravel. They're like, he's just a bad I mean, guy. He's trying to get bad guy things. He killed the dad. He what? Yeah, but he, <laughs> he killed but, their but, dad. He didn't mean to, he, didn't, he was doing what he was yes. told. He didn't understand that it was going to kill him. Yes. I think like, is the is the overall... Yeah, yeah once they a, have that, a, you us as an audience are supposed to accept it like Dom, which is that Dom accepts that he was wrong and that although he was the cause of their father's death technically it was because their father asked him to do it because um and really yeah his dad's death was just the fact that obviously the initial plan for them was for the car to break while he was like driving and then yeah. lose the race because of it that 
just simultaneously lined up with him getting hit by that other driver and caused yeah, so the when the other dude flipped the car it caused the car to catch on fire at the same mm. time instead of just yeah. like when you see that actually happen in real nascar races or whatever they just get they get obliterated but the car doesn't catch on fire which is which is why when i was watching it at the start i was like well, this is dumb because that, that's not actually what happens like the, the shit goes everywhere and you're left yeah. with just a shell of a car or whatever but that, that's because it's ultra protected and they're strapped in and they're supposed like i'm sure they get fucked up but they're supposed to survive and the cars aren't automatically supposed to bur- burst into flames so that but then also when they remember got to these are why. nascars in 19 whatever it yeah was, but still but when they reached that point i was like okay that explains why like this is why like, i'm watching fucking 4v ferrari where cars yeah. just seem to explode no, randomly <laughs> because of it's set in the fucking 60s or whatever um yeah so i liked john cena as jacob yes, like i i feel like he did like there wasn't much to him, but it was the sort of subtlety, the the little moments where you could tell he was still the younger brother, and he was still um, just wanting to be respected, bitter. and yeah, he was bitter and whatever. Like you could tell that had him to that. There wasn't much more to him than that in this movie, though, which is unfortunate. Maybe we'll get more of that in the tenth one, and I want to talk about what we think the the final movie will be at the end of the the podcast, of course. But. Um, yeah, him as a bad guy, I just, as I said, like, I didn't love him as a bad guy because I just thought his, like, the who, what, where didn't line up for me and for the most part. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but again, when I think about the bad guys in the franchise, for the most part, I like, I never, I didn't love Cypher and 8, obviously. She was, again, I was like, whatever in this. Like, he was, Jacobs was meh. Like, I don't know. The, the Shaw brothers the thing, are, like, right? the two good bro- bad guys but rather than the franchise, Jacob- really. <laughs> instantly looks stupid by the whole betrayal angle because it's like well no shit she was going to talk her way into otto's ear like why why are you keeping her in a plastic box in your main headquarters like in the middle of where you guys like talk and everything like it just seems like a fucking just makes jacob look like a stupid character when he's supposed to be well he did maybe he didn't it wasn't his choice to keep her there but why? But the thing is, right? He is written as the leader of the organization. So even if it wasn't his but choice, he's not. You know, he. What do you a, mean he's a... not? Otto's in charge. How? How is Otto in Otto's, charge? Otto is the money. They're partners. They're partners, but Otto's the one like bankrolling it and acting like he's in charge. He's the one, yeah, telling him, telling everybody to spend as much money as they can on whatever. Just do it, eh? Just, just do it. Yeah. Um, but no, I feel like villains are villains in the Fast and Furious. You know, it's like my. The also, they had that like laser thing around her cell, but they have it off like half the movie. No, they have it off for all of the movie, apart from the very first first time you see Cypher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? It's it's the villains aren't the important part, really. Not really. In terms of, no. uh, except for the villains that become their friends somehow, or, you no. know, those villains. Matter. Also, Toretto heads are made out of cement, apparently. Well, yeah, we've <laughs> no. known that literally since Dom had cement land on his head. So yeah, but they both like go through walls and like take yeah, walls out of their heads. Yeah, did that with the Rock as well. They went through like twenty walls and whatever else. No, so. no, it's just um like Scottish. Well, they don't have yeah. Scottish construction just isn't that great. Is yeah, it's just pretty piss pretty poor. crappy. It's pretty pissful, let's be honest. It's just plasterboard, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's not much... To, uh, don't really have much to say about Cypher until we just lean into the whole what are we going to do in 10 type thing. But, yeah, she she was just 
there, I guess. Like, so, I, I don't, making snide comments. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I like how she's apparently trying to explain why John Cena was related to Vin Diesel. Also, she was apparently on the run for like the five years or whatever safely because she only recently got caught. Is that's well, basically? I one. would believe that she's like a, like she's like a master hacker and uh, like ghost and she, yeah. I, yeah, she got away. She changed her hairstyle, so that's true. She cut off the. She got rid of the dreads. So there's no dreads. Difference. She cut off the white locks, so yeah. Um, she got yeah. away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Before going into what we think is going to happen in Armageddon, I just want to reiterate how cool I thought the the final barbecue scene was, and I, I really like the. I like how they didn't actually show him or have a digital thing or even like the back of his head and have someone like as a stand-in with blonde hair or something like like seeing the car and him pulling up you're like it's the blue that's sky. all you need it's the blue skyline like it's who the fuck else is it you know it's all you need like uh you, also you got sean seeing Han for the first time yes that was re- that good i'm glad you mentioned it because that was the one thing in our whole like should Han have got more time or whatever the whole movie's going and i'm like he gets all these reunion scenes and i was thinking at some point i think it was during the magnet stuff in the final action scene at some point there when han's fighting that dude i was like this motherfucker never gonna get a reunion scene with the movie the dude he was like in the movie with like he's never gonna go with sean and yeah i like how they actually made sure to include that because that was like i was gonna be like what the fuck but that that's definitely a bringing back justin lynn thing because i feel like someone else would have been like ah they're not important like they're not yeah doesn't appreciate why are they even invited yeah kind of thing like it's fucking dumb but um yeah, overall, I'm sure we've missed some stuff. I don't really know, but we've hit the, the main They got bits. rescued by the International Space Station. Is that what it was? I wasn't sure what yes. it was. Yeah, it, it was either or, like, somebody who was chilling in space. It was, you know. Oh, crossover franchise there as well, making sure they mention... That's why he has the the the, 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 the special in the yeah. end of the movie. Making sure they mention Minions, in case you didn't know, which is out in cinemas, I believe. It was a Universal, um, yeah. Soon, or whatever. No, so. I think it got delayed until next year. Did it? Year. Okay, got delayed until next year. Well, it was supposed to be out by now, much like this movie was supposed to be out by now. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, there's a tie-in for that. I think, I, think, I think it was originally supposed to come in, come out like the day of or like a week after or something like ridiculous like that, From if I remember last year. So, um, yeah. all right. I, I think the movie set up the, the craziness and the... Uh, physics laws don't matter by having them driving over a bridge that was collapsing and then have it completely collapse and somehow get over the bridge because right because right dominic toretto crashed into the remaining post with the no but then drive the uh roman and roman then they just had momentum they just had momentum momentum. i I buy into that 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 was not i I could buy into that i can't buy that that bridge was limp by the time they got across i can't no it wasn't i can't buy into dom crashing into the last remaining post and piece of rope and it being able to perfectly wrap it around one of the front wheels of the car. Well, you'll see here. Then- he drove into it and perfectly timed turning the wheel. So it, they make sure... I mm. See, this is the one thing I appreciate this franchise. They know what they're doing is dumb, but they always try to explain how no, and why I don't mind that bit. <laughs> Honestly, I don't mind that bit. It's the fact that the rope didn't snap. <laughs> the rope was tensile enough to hold no. the momentum of the car being swung over. That rope had been recently replaced. It was just the other with like, ropes on that bridge. Yeah, with like some like that hadn't been. I'm replaced. so glad they didn't land that car though, and they just had it crash because I was like, I could not buy into no, this yeah. landing somehow. <laughs> like, it's just that they happened to be on the edge of the yeah. border of that I'm country. Like, you can only go so far of this unrealism. Also, like, so I'm glad they crashed. And somehow Letty survived that without wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, like, it's in a car. Hey, she, had her, like, 
She Kaza's had her like, like leg up on the dashboard. She was fine. all ready. She was cars like, are cars are cushions. It's fine. Um, but also, could you imagine just the military of that, just of that country, just being like, we have sports cars. We need to send everything. Send everything at these sports cars right now. Get your helicopters Six there. Helicopters. Get everybody. Right. Michael Bay appreci- was in charge of the military in this yeah. uh, country. So. I also appreciated the portion of the military that saw the minefield and was like, nah. nah fuck that. Nah, fuck <laughs> that. We, we'll stop here. You idiots that didn't Again, read the I appreciate how ahead. they try to explain it. They're like, they're going to drive over mines. How's that work? So they have a scene where they're like, well, mathematically, if we drive 80 kilometers <laughs> miles per hour, uh, we're going fast enough to miss the explosions. <laughs> like, <laughs> just in case anyone in the audience is wondering. So there you go. Um, all right. So uh, the, before going into what we think is going to happen in 10, I don't know if this ties into it, but just on the Easter egg uh, the or the after credit scene, which some people, stupid idiots, left my cinema, cinema for. And I was like, you motherfuckers yeah. are dumb. Do you not remember when Justin Lin was directing these movies, he had after credits scenes in these movies? So the after credit scene for this movie, or the mid credit scene, uh, is yeah. a throwback. Based- you didn't stay for the after credits though, really? No, there's no after credits. Was it? You didn't see CM Punk come out and back. Okay. No, I was going to say, fuck off, Ash. You even <laughs> warned us about the mid credit scene. You would have warned us about the after one as well. Yeah. The, the mid credit scene is. I made sure to stay. <laughs> the mid credit scene is a throwback to the Fast and Furious 6 scene in which they have Jason Statham do that little phone and, and introduce him for the first time uh, as the person that kills Han. So now that brought Han back, they have this little funny uh, after credit scene where Jason Statham is beating up someone for some unknown reason. doesn't really matter. But then, of course, there's a knock at the door. He opens the door. Han's there. I love Jason Statham's shocked face, like legit shocked face. I thought they sold that quite well. So, yeah, how, how did you feel about the after credits, uh, Kira? Oh, so good. I, mm, did, ju- Han so doesn't even need justice. Han doesn't need justice anymore because Han was in on the whole plan and knew that they were using Deckard Shaw to fake his death so he could spend time with his pretty much daughter. The justice was never about the character needing justice himself. It was about the character as a fictional person getting (laughs) done wrong in the franchise. (laughs) That doesn't doesn't matter. That's what it was. That's what it was. The hashtag justice justice for Han was always about them doing that character dirty and fixing it. Them not respecting that character. No, but then he doesn't need any justice by going to the I think you're looking at Yeah, the justice is them retconning it so he didn't need justice. Exactly. So he's already had the justice. You don't need the No, but prior to this movie, there was no justice. I think you're The justice that he got was it being retconned in which he doesn't need the justice anymore. Exactly. So the the after credits scene is now pointless because it's it's a weird time loop. It's just like, why does he care about Deckard Shaw? He's going over there to ask for a favor. Like, oh, listen. you reckon Han's gonna be? It's gonna be Han Lit, and Shaw. It's yeah. <laughs> the next movie Shaw. is Han and Shaw. <laughs> Give no, it to me. No Hobbs and Shaw. Han reloaded. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple of pictures for those, but uh, yeah, that's one of them. I would like. I don't even need it to be like an action scene. Just them like chilling out, talking through their feelings. You know, this you tried to kill me, but I. I kind of do, um, you know, I need you to help me uh, secure <laughs> secure L or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, I dug it and it's a cool teaser, but I don't know if anything will come of it. <laughs> 
So I think something will come of it because it would be dumb to include uh, that scene without having actually something come of it. And every other after credit scene that they've done in these movies always has a payoff or leads into something or is actually eventful. And it's not just a throwaway Easter egg. Which one hasn't? Don't give me you that think face. Ryan Reynolds, you think Ryan Reynolds, uh, we've got another virus, is going to pay off? Yes, because he's the bad guy. So, and that's Hobbs and Shaw, and we don't give a fuck about that movie. It doesn't count. Um, but I mean, all the mainline Fast and Furious after credit scenes are important. They mean something. There's only been. There's been like one, three or four. Even, even the return of Eva Mendes, where she's like, puts the file on the oh, desk yeah. and it's Michelle Rodriguez and all that sort of stuff. So That's true. Yeah, you think there's all these little ones and they always count. They always like are eventful and they always tease the next movie and they always mean something. Um, also, I think you's, like, you're looking at the scene wrong. It's not it's not Han coming to Deckard Shaw and I don't think the scene plays out with him being like, you motherfucker killed me. I think it's actually supposed to be Han coming in and Han as a character just being like, do you feel bad? Do you feel bad, bro? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're just there to guilt trip him. In reality, I think how they'll play out the scene in the next movie is that it'll actually be Han. It's a get, recruitment. No, I think it'll actually be Han giving Deckard Shaw a reprise because what they've built up him in the Hobbs and Shaw movie is they've they've built Deckard now up to having this thing of guilt about Han and him having that line in Hobbs and Shaw about him having to... And then they finally give Han a justifiable death when Han takes a bullet to save Deckard Shaw. No, that's not what's going to happen. But no, they, Han's, Han's bulletproof now. But they have given... De- Han is actually invincible now. They have given Deckard all this stuff where him talking about guilt. So I think like, that's actually how that'll scene play out where it's it'll be a scene where... Because now they've brought now that they've brought Han back and they've get the they've give, got that character back, so they um, they can now have people like me who are so angry at Deckard as a character and just felt like him getting pushed to the the good guy roster and like having that face turn that didn't really make any sense. And now if they actually have Han go back and say it's okay, uh, you don't need to feel guilty about it. I'm okay. Then everything they've done with Deckard and all that will start to fall into place, and everything's right in the world. So. Do you feel better about Deckard now because he didn't actually kill Han? Yeah. Like, I I, I think, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's important. So you'd be yes. better watching 8 now and having him go to the barbecue? Yes. Context is, context is everything. I mean, and this whole franchise is built upon scenes in other movies retroactively affecting something in another movie. You know, like there's so many things where you're like, oh, watching this and this and this and this. Like if we do a rewatch now of Tokyo Drift, it's like, again, am I going to be sitting there and not thinking about L somewhere? Like, of course I'm now. If I watch Tokyo Drift tomorrow, I'm going to be sitting there going, where's L doing all this? You know what I mean? Like it's the subtle, like it's no different. There's just some random girl that <laughs> walks past Han and they have yeah. eye contact. You, t- like, you tell me so. that like you go watch the original Fast and Furious movie now. And when Dom's explaining how he took a wrench and all that sort of stuff. You're now not going to be thinking about Jacob subtly in the back of your mind. Like it's what I, I do think this movie has a lot of. Well, um, it's always like that's Tokyo stuff. Drift has already been like that for me. Like Tokyo Drift is always already like, well, where's Deckard? You know, where's where's he actually positioned and everything? Where, why is you know? Because there are shots in Tokyo Drift of like instantly uh, in the moment after Han crashes and there's no sign of him, so it's like. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah it's, it's always just it's the wrong camera angle. Um, it's like a it's like a top down shot though, so there's not a wrong camera angle there. 
Also, before we get to uh, what we think is going to happen in number 10 based on this one, I just want to say that I love that they brought... um. Uh, I can't remember Wing- Wingham or whatever the that little cameo they had of the the cop from Fast and Furious. Oh 4. yeah, uh, you know that dude. Like I love I, that was my favorite little cameo that they brought him back for that one. Kenny Linded, yeah, Linda. You know, old mate still got the fucked up nose, so um, I appreciated that. That was quite a little funny cameo. But I think that's about it on talking about this. Oh no, it's Shay Wingham as Agent Stacy. There you go, Shay. I thought it was Wingham, Shay Shay Wingham or something. Um, all right, so Ash, Fast and Furious Ten. Where do you think we're going? What do you think's happening? What's What's the go? Uh, clearly, Cipher. Oh well, Cipher's going to be involved. I, I'm, I'm split as to whether Cipher's going after Dom to get a final revenge, or Dom is going after Cipher to secure his family, get rid of all threats. Uh, to the family, you know, so then they can live their lives peacefully, potentially forever. Uh, I think, I think Mr. Nobody comes back. I think we get the whole family back. Every single person who's been in a franchise that's available will be on board, at least for a little bit. Um, you know, and then, and then I don't know if you want to go into spinoffs from here, but yeah. Uh, we'll come back to it after this. Yep. Karen, what do you think's happening in Fast and Furious 10? Uh, the Toretto family has finally formed like into like a proper organization of some kind. They're no longer these kind of random ass people that do missions. They're now like taking missions. They're doing stuff more often. They're no longer Dom running. becomes the new Mr. Nobody. Dom is almost like a Mr. Nobody in many ways, where he's hands-on. People are coming to him. They run into Sila and they find out she now has her own family. And now the Sila family is involved and it's a whole, it's, and then it truly is all about family and it's like one family will survive and it's clearly going to be the Toretto family because it's the only family that, but then there's all these other mini families like the rock and his daughter turns up and then also Deckard Shaw and the Shaw's turn up and there's just a whole, it's a whole mess of families. It's about all the families. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's all about, it's about all the families. That is correct. What do you think, Dylan? Well, I just want to say one thing. So I was trying to quickly, I can't find confirmation because remember they did that live event a month or so. It was a couple months prior to the original release day. And they did that thing in Miami where they had like a concert. The trailer. And, and they showed the trailer and I stayed up to watch it, like the whole thing or whatever. Um, yes. I think in that they, I can't find confirmation if it's actually true or not, or if I'm just talking on my ass. But I swear they said or implied that Fast and Furious 10 will be two parts. So as to our how like maybe we don't have enough movies type stuff. I feel like that's something that's been talked about. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to say like that's a hundred percent a thing because I can't actually find confirmation in my quick Google search, but I swear that's what they were talking about, at least during that when Justin Lim was talking or Vin Diesel. But Vin Diesel likes to say a lot of things, you know, or like secretly like hush hush, like give hints about what they're doing because um he went from being like, I don't do sequels to Fast and Furious as like his massive baby you know like he loves the shit now so i think fast and furious 10 is supposed to be two movies i got sick of when they kept trying okay to- so here's a quote with uh vin diesel talking to total film back in february of last year mm-hmm. i started planning for fast 10 before we started filming fast nine very much so the universe is robust and so rich with talent and rich that story on one level it's totally feasible to have spin-offs i think that's something that's inevitable universal deserved 
it because of how much they've invested in this little saga it's going to give back to universal and for the fans should past 10 parts one and two be the conclusion it could be nice for this world to continue for generations to come yeah so i think that's what the plan is unless things have changed which i hope not because this is actually one of the times where i'm like no you know fucking do it i would love for them to be like there's two parts to the finale i got sick of them doing these two-part finales after you know breaking dawn and every other teen drama movie had like part one part two harry potter part one part two like all these movies doing part one part two is the finales but i tell you what if if a franchise got to 10 i think they deserve you know because actually it's even like the OCD part of me is like, it means that they can do 10 part one, part two, and it's still a 10 part trilogy. Whereas instead of like, we did 11, like you finished on 11. Like I that's mean, a weird it is number. 11. That's a weird number to finish you, on. You said it was 11, so. Well, I mean, yeah, it'll be 12 then, I guess. Technically, if you want to count bad luck tomorrow, it'll still be uh, 12 yeah. in the, the things that's still <laughs> in. Um, but yeah, I think Cypher will be the bad guy, obviously. I'm going to presume that they, they add one more villain. Um, I'm hoping, or you know what, honestly, if they went crazy and just tr- brought back villains, or like I know we've talked about before, like the Too Fast Too Furious villain, like never actually came back. Like you know, I I'm all in in them just going full you, like Endgame. So instead of a family, they they make a villain family of yeah. all these people. Well, that there's are, not enough. That you can there grab, is. You can I think there'd be a decent amount. There'd be there'd be the one for Fast Furious two. You could probably get DK back in maybe. You could get uh, the villains from Fast... Did Fast 4's villains live or did they both die? He's in jail. Remember He's in jail. Me- so Brian he goes and back? visits him in 6 or whatever it was. One of them? So yeah, he can yes. come back. The villain from 5 can come back because he never died. He was just put in jail or something. Um, look, okay, 7 and 8, they're both... Became good guys fi- now. they both became good guys, so you can't really have Six those anymore. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's enough for there if they really wanted to do that shit. I can't, I don't think they would. Maybe just because of maybe they can't get all the actors together, but it'd be a cool thing for them to try yeah. and do. I'm I'm gonna say that mo- you know, <laughs> my dream villain for this, bring in Vince McMahon. No, no, what the fuck? Get out of here. The ultimate villain. No. Fucking, what a mark wearing an AEW t-shirt. Fucking wrestling, sorry. <laughs> sorry, moviegoers. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> Come on. It's Cypher's dad. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I, I would like it to be Cypher. I would like it to be. I would like it to be a two-part thing. I would like them to bring in as many people as possible. And if they do a two-part thing and they basically treat it like the end game of the Fast and Furious franchise, yep. they I want Cypher to win and then uh Dom and that have to go back in time uh through the events of the previous films uh to collect the infinity infinity tires. <laughs> the infinity <No>. tires. <laughs> I'm <laughs> all of the MacGuffins from the movies past are really all part of the same large MacGuffin. And they all come together to form like this car-related robot that Dom has to then fight. <laughs> What's your ideas for spin-off, Sash? <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> other... We'll say the other crazy theory. Zombies. No. What? That's, I want, no. What do you... Bring back... The, the, <laughs> What's your ideas for Bring spin-offs? back Jack Toretto. What's your ideas for spin-offs? And you're not allowed to say the Jurassic World's rumors. Okay, obviously we've got... Uh, 
they're they're rumored the female female led spinoff. I think that gains more traction after that Letty Mia L fight scene. I think that was really cool. And if they go in that direction, maybe get the Cardi B faction in. Maybe uh, Queenie is the uh, <laughs> the Charlie's Angels esque lead uh, head of the organization that's got, gotten no, them all together. Queenie, or something. Queenie would be, be really the cool. the Mister Nobody of that movie. The Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, of that that's movie. what you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that kind of thing. That'd be cool. Han and Shaw, give it to me. Get the, those two trying to work together and like get past. You know, that's how Shaw gets the forgiveness. You know, they work together on one job. You know, getting to know each other, eating chips, uh, and then the <laughs> the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff should be called Hobbs and Shaws because <laughs> there's multiple Shaws. <laughs> Karen, do you have any ideas for spin-offs? Um, unless the um Hobbs and Shaw spin-off wraps up with them leading into the fucking finding out who the big bad villain was from um Hobbs and the first Hobbs and Shaw. Ryan and then Reynolds. that leading into fight the Ryan Reynolds and that leading into Fast and Furious Ten where Ryan Reynolds is the big bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. I don't fun. want that to tie into the main franchise. So, what no. Cypher and Ryan Reynolds team up? No. One, one thing I do want to just quickly say is that Fast and Furious Ten was originally supposed to come out uh, by now. So it was, it was actually originally supposed to come out like April, March, June, July, something like twenty twenty one. Um, in the original scheme of plans, and then if they were doing a part two, I assume it was supposed to come out like twenty twenty two or something like that. Um, I presume if I presume the original plan was they were supposed to start shooting ten, uh, roughly around the same time or before nine came to cinemas, maybe straight after doing that sort of promotional tour. After doing press, yeah. and if they were doing a two parts, I'll shoot them back to back because that's just the way you do two parts. You shoot them back to back, or they always have most of the movies have. So now I've got a weird wait. So now I am wondering, like, will we get a Hobbs and Shaw sequel before we get? the 10 and if they're doing 10 part one or two will we have a weird kind of thing where 10 releases part one releases and then Hobbs and Shaw two releases and then 10 part two releases because I don't want that to be a thing because I honestly feel like if 10 part one comes out and they're still having this whole rock versus Vin Diesel like who's got the biggest ego thing I think that 10 part one will make way more money than Hobbs and Shaw part two in my mind and then they'll they'll use that as a sign to say no one cares about these characters when it's like well they do but like also it's the last of the movie so of course that's going to make more money and um universal's having this weird infighting between a lot of the producers like if you read any of the the dirt sheets of movies or whatever you want to call it um they're having like some of the producers like because a lot of the big ones left this to go work on Hobbs and Shaw because they were like oh this like that's the future of the franchise and all this sort of stuff so I hope that's not what actually ends up happening so we shall see. Other the uh, real spin-off ideas, I don't really mind. Like I, I like. I know I was talking about Cipher spin-off or a female-led spin-off or whatever else. I, I'm like, sure, sounds good. Depends how they do it. They're talking about all these other spin-offs. Sure, I want the Han spin-off. Obviously, I, d- I don't really know. Other than, I, th- I think that's possible. I know I said Han and Shaw, but like that could just be that finale could just be a spin-off for a Han do movie. You- um, where you know, uh, all. Older guys with uh, found daughters is very hot right now. Yeah. So, uh, if they did, <laughs> if they did a Han spinoff, um, I would. I don't know if it would actually happen because I want him to go back to California 
and uh, meet up with the cast of. Well, I would. Uh, Good luck tomorrow. Yeah, I would much like prefer to fall in line where where suddenly Justin Lin's doing it and it kind of switches gears and it's falling back in line with the style and the character Han was in Better Luck Tomorrow. It's like a return to that. And it's like it's both a sequel and continuation of the character from the Fast and Furious franchise, but also like what happened to that character from Better Luck Tomorrow. Maybe they could actually bring back those characters. Better Luck Tomorrow. That would actually legit like not memeing. That would be my legit. Yeah, Han it's like a story, on. but also flashback to that. Yeah, the chunks of period that we don't know about. Yeah, because then you know? yeah, you can have Giselle come back. You know, I'm sure Gal Gadot needs to work. Honest, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to <laughs> say that she didn't die for ten. To be completely honest, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the story. Client. Yeah, fuck it. God damn it! Another person. Fucking. Ugh. God damn it. Um. Sure. Do you, do you? I I see them. And this is already kind of suggested for a lot of these kind of franchises. Do you see them after 10 part one and two, or even if it's just one, them giving Fast and Furious a rest for a while? Like the main line, main yeah, line Fast yes. and Furious title. It's and then, over. And then, no, but do you see them coming back with the kids when they're a bit older? <laughs> Maybe when we're like 40. When they come back yeah. with the, yeah, with Brian Toretti legacy. And, and Jack and everything can try and do that. Um. Yeah. No, it'll be an animated show. Before you know it, Spyro. No, um. Yeah. Uh, the 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 fran- That's the thing. Like the franchise will continue, and that that's why they've already begun all these branching spin off ideas on whatever else. The mainline franchise with these characters is come going to come to an end. But I don't th- like literally as silly as it sounds. Just think about this as the Skywalker saga and how they always talked about Star Wars will continue. But that's this is the end of the Skywalker saga. This is so. This will be the end of the Toretto saga, if that's how you want to call it. Like ten films, eleven films, twelve films, whatever Toretto saga, and then it's going to spin off and it's going to continue. There could be six, there could be ten Hobbs and Shaw movies. You know what I mean? Like they, there's there's all these things. There's so there. many Fast and Furious presents. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Fast and Furious presents. So, um, cool. Any uh, last thoughts, stuff you've remembered that you haven't thought to mention, Ash, Karen? No, I'm pretty good. I feel like it's feel like it's time for the line. Time for the time for the line. Yeah. Uh, favorite lines. Well, yeah. I of well, I'll say I don't have a favorite line because I can't remember them. I don't think Kieran does unless you're gonna surprise no. me. But, no, uh, I don't. But Ash was the one who mentioned prior to recording that he was the the best, most prepared one here and wrote down line favorite line. So yeah, hit us with your your best line. Listen. I think it's, it works because we're coming to the end of the episode, but maybe we're not invincible. Maybe we've been extremely lucky this entire time. But if this is going to end, it might as well be on top of the world. Which really doesn't make sense because they're not on top of the world. <laughs> they're like in orbit around the world. But, you know. Yeah. I, it, Tyrus can only do so much. Also, I love the delivery of, how are you not dead? <laughs> <laughs> Um, then we and as for the mix, we don't have that either this week, unfortunately, because no. soundtrack releases tomorrow as today, of recording. I believe well, what, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, it's like it comes out American six, six, seventeenth, sixteenth, whatever. It should be out soon, but it's not out as of recording, which is annoying because I left the cinema and I wanted to put it on to listen to it on my drive back. Get in the mood, get in the, yeah. We'll get in the mood. Plus, also like pick some tracks for this but then it's not available you can find like the one song they put out ahead of time or whatever they have like a road to the yeah which had like they put out like one or two songs whatever but not the full thing so oh well all right for the final time 
at least for now. Um, looks like we are all out of loss. Just like Tej and Roman. <laughs> yeah, in space. Uh, will there be a second season of this? I'm going to say yes. Um, what and how and what that looks like, I don't know. We'll get to it when we actually know when Fast and Furious 10 is coming out and all these sorts of things. But um, yeah, I would say there will be a second season. Maybe it'll be a lot shorter than this. We, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. Like this, this is this <laughs> this first season went through two releases of episodes, so it would definitely be shorter. Um, if you enjoyed it and you'd like to tell us all these nice things, you can follow us on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. You can follow all of all of our Twitters on the nice list there. Um, you can talk to us about the movies on explosionnetwork.com slash Discord to join our Discord there. Um, and if you've watched the movie or you're listening to this without watching it because you're like, fuck it, I just want to listen to it. Good, that's good. If you, wa- if, if you watch the movie, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had some fun. I hope you had a good time listening to all of these podcast if you like podcasts and this is the only one of ours that you've heard head on over to explosion.com we've got a whole bunch of other fantastic podcasts on there that you can listen to as well and if you'd like to show us a little as a dollar to show that you enjoyed this podcast series head on over to explosion.com slash support which will take you to our Kofi page where you can drop a dollar and or more with a nice note saying this is for the the fast and furious content great thank you love you and that'll do it so for the final time Goodbye. Hashtag justice is here. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs>